Hello, Dr. Shaw here, and welcome to another episode of Teaching Humanity Remotely. This week, I want to continue to talk about, in a little more depth, what we started to talk about last week, which was helping your child monitor by paying attention to how they're feeling in different social situations so that they can make good choices. So this week, I want to go a little bit deeper and say, what do we really do when we are not comfortable in a social situation? How do we have enough confidence in ourselves to be true to ourselves? When do we put our own needs on the side for a little bit because it's very important to stay in that social situation? Are there times when we respond differently based on the situation? For example, as an adult, if I'm working with a team that I don't really want to work with, but I need to, in that situation, I need to have some flexibility and I need to learn how to compromise so that I could successfully be part of a team that I may not want to be part of. That's one situation where I may need to stay in that social environment that really doesn't make me feel like I'm at the top of my game, but I need to do it for a greater good. That's one situation, you can share that with your child and what that feels like. Another situation though is when, let's say, the most popular kid in school has a little crowd and the crowd looks like they're having a really good time and they're part of it, but your child doesn't feel good about being socially accepted into that crowd and yet doesn't feel confident enough or courageous enough or brave enough to say, you know what, I don't really want to be part of this crowd. I don't feel good. I feel like all the people in the crowd are just being bullied by that one star player. I really want to get myself out of the crowd, but I'm really afraid. That is a very legitimate concern. And so there is a way that that can be navigated. But I think a lot of talking about it and a lot of sharing and trying different strategies. So one thing is your child could just pretend that it's okay and stay in the crowd, although that's not really going to be helping your child learn how to be true to themselves and self-express and feel confident. So that's really not the best strategy. That situation is how a lot of us grow up. And then as adolescents, we feel even more isolated and alienated. So I don't really recommend that. So then what's another way? Another way is to Find a way where the invitation could be open to your child so there isn't the sense of us against them and there isn't the sense of your child being completely alienated. But your child could also say, well, today I really want to stay in the library. I want to do this little reading exercise. Or today I'm going to play with um, another group of kids. Or, no, I'm playing baseball today. Why don't you come to play what I'm doing? You know, like just sort of find other opportunities so that your child could not get completely excluded from the in crowd, but can start to move away from that crowd if that crowd is not making your child feel good and your child could find their own crowd to feel good in. And I think that that's really important. And I think grownups need to help their child navigate that. And it's not easy because many of us grown-ups have found ourselves in the exact same situation because someone has not helped us during our growing up time of life to say, wait, it's okay to be 
not in the in crowd. Sometimes it feels better to be on your own or to be with one buddy or to be with kids that are less social because you know, they're better quality relationships. So it's a way of being brave, not in the most obvious way of like, I'm not hanging out with that bully or I'm sticking up for myself or a friend who is sort of the underdog against a bully. There are subtle social cues that are not so obvious, like bully versus no bully. There are social situations where children could feel like if they don't say yes, the consequence will be that they'll be more alienated. So often they go along. So in that more subtle situation where they have an opportunity to be with the in-crowd, they're not really enjoying being with the in-crowd. They don't want to reject the in-crowd by fear of what the consequence would be, but they do feel better being with other children who are more like them. How do they negotiate that and navigate that? And I just think by being friendly to all kids and then just finding your way and not making anyone else wrong along with not making yourself wrong. So again, it has to do with really healthy conversations, sharing what it was like when you were growing up and how you navigated trying to be included and not excluded and how you try to have healthy social situations and sometimes you made good choices and sometimes you didn't make good choices and what that looked like. Again, I think that there's very few new learning that happens in one's entire life. I think it's a few fundamental issues, truths, lawfulness that we need to learn, few really essential components in life, principles, values, however you want to call them, and then we just get to practice and hopefully we get guided practice where we're not alone in our practice so we're not practicing mistakes, but we're actually practicing how to correct those mistakes by our practice being guided. So we're all in it together and you're sharing and opening up and really modeling your own vulnerability and that I bet even today as adults, as parents, we sometimes find ourselves in situations that do not serve us, that do not make us feel good, that when we're in the moment of the social situation, we're not feeling good. And when we leave that and we reflect upon it, we realize we also don't feel good. You're allowed to share that. That sharing makes your child feel safe because it shows that you're vulnerable too. And it makes them feel safer in their vulnerability. And they appreciate that so much. So please feel free to share. And also there is a way where your child can be true to him or herself while also having some flexibility and knowing that some situations are, you know, I'm not going to share everything with children that I feel less close to. I'm only going to share my most important beliefs or values or feelings or thoughts with the people I'm closest to, but I could still be nice in a more superficial way with the larger group. So it's really about having your child, the first thing to do, like I said in the last podcast, is to really teach your child to pay attention and then to monitor what's going on based on the attention that they're paying. I hope this is helpful. I think it's a little more in depth than the last podcast. Please let me know if it's answering your needs by going to my website at learnwithmeremotely.com. Until next time, let's see if we can all work at having social 
connections and being part of social groups that are fulfilling and make us feel better and contributing instead of feeling worse about ourselves. Because we all deserve to have good social connections. We are human beings who need quality relationships. And we can start learning how to have those quality relationships in our home life and in our school life and in our social life. Until next time, please feel free to reach out to me. Enjoy socializing with your children.